These precious stones are made possible when intense pressure is applied to carbon. The resulting shiny, sought-after gems are both hard and hard to come by. These mined minerals are used in ceremonies, symbolism, and studied in science. To some, they are timeless treasures. As the song goes, Diamonds are forever. We'll delve into the deceptive world of diamonds on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI, the topic-based podcast where we look at everything and anything. No topic is too tough to tackle. And if you didn't know that word, to tackle is abordar. Today we're going to tackle diamonds as you heard in the intro. So let's go on over to the intro and take a look at all the vocabulary that we're going to learn. I started off the intro by saying these precious stones, and I want you to say that with me, precious stones. But if you noticed, I put the S from precious with the S from stones, that first S. So I said, these precious stones, not precious, es stones. So say it with me. These precious stones. I don't just want you to listen to how I pronounce the words, but I also want you to listen to where I put them together. And of course, when possible, imitate it. Do it aloud. The precious stones are made possible when intense pressure. See, again, I put those two words together. Intense pressure. It's almost like they're one word, one sound. Intense pressure. And just be careful. It's not pressure. It's pressure. Say it with me. It's like you're telling somebody to be quiet. Shh. Pressure. Intense pressure is applied to carbon. The resulting shiny Resulting is what's left afterwards. Shiny is brilliant. It's something that shines. The adjective is shiny. The verb is to shine. And we've looked at the word sought after before on this podcast. It's something that everybody wants. I think the word in Spanish is codiciado. And the word gem you might recognize, it's gema. It's actually a name in Spanish, but we also use the word gem not just to talk about gems like diamonds, but also a person who is a gem. So same as you guys in that aspect. And then I don't know if you got my little pun, my little play on words here. I said they're both hard, hard meaning duro, and hard to come by. And hard to come by is another way of saying sought after, buscado, codiciado. Then I went on to say these mined minerals, they come from a mine. They are mined from the ground. These mined minerals are used in ceremonies, symbolism, and studied in science. To some, they are timeless. Atemporal, I think, is the word in Spanish. They are timeless treasures. There's another one I want you to pronounce with me. Treasures. 
treasures. It's not tresurs. The S sounds like zh, treasures, treasures. As the song goes, and then I don't know if you recognize the song from the James Bond movie, but it's Shirley Bassey and Diamonds are forever. They are all I need to please me. And we'll take a look at the influence of diamonds in movies, music, and pop culture in general. And I'm going to just take a moment right now to remind you guys that you have a bonus episode every week. So if you love this podcast, you love learning about all kinds of different things, just remember you can get access to so much more, including PDF documents with all the vocabulary. You can also get weekly review classes where we review these episodes. And if you're an interstellar student of mine, you even get a monthly private class with me so I can gauge your progress and to gauge as medid. You can say measure, but I like to use a lot of synonyms. Gauge, measure. Anyway, if you want to join our curious community, you can find out more information over on patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And we're having tons of fun and we all care about each other. Nos importamos, I think, more than just classmates, my patrons, my students on Patreon. You guys are friends slash family, barra familia. And I want to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Javier, Paco, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, and Alex. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Lina, Isa, Paco, and Edgar. If you want to find out more information, how you can get bonus content, PDF documents, classes, with me, go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and join our curious community. And if you just want a little sample or you want to find out more, you can always contact me on social media. And then to wrap up the intro, I said, we'll delve into indagar. That's one of the first words I, I learned in Spanish when I was preparing this podcast at first. I said, we'll delve into the deceptive world of diamonds on this week's episode. So, what's your take on diamonds? What do you think? Do you like them? You dig them? <laughs> do you get it from our last episode on death? Dig es temolan. To dig excavar, <laughs> excavar. Uh, okay, okay, but you should have gotten the joke if you're a regular listener, if you're an FYIer. Well, I'll give you my opinion, even though, as we say in English, opinions are like mm, holes, ojetes del culo. Everybody has one, nobody needs another one, and they all stink. Y todos apestan. It's a really funny expression when somebody wants to give you their opinion unsolicited. So anyway, my take, I could care less about diamonds. Me importan un bledo. I don't give a damn about diamonds. But I thought that would make this episode more challenging for me because I would have to find those things that a lot of people find interesting about diamonds. But I guess you should know this about me. I don't wear a lot of jewelry. 
I don't like to dress very flashy, ostentatious, so diamonds are kind of against everything I, I stand for. Another way we talk about diamonds in the vernacular in pop culture, specifically in hip-hop slang, we call it bling-bling. Can you figure out why? Bling, bling, because they shine, they sparkle. And I'm not saying that I dislike things that sparkle or that are shiny, but I don't get it. I just don't get spending so much money on something like that. Perhaps I'm missing something. Even though, of course, I participated in the traditions, you know, when you pop the question, to pop the question is to propose marriage, to get engaged. And when you pop the question, well, that's the whole idea. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, as the Marilyn Monroe song goes. And by the way, we have an episode on Marilyn Monroe, if you haven't heard it. I should say two episodes if you're a patron. But this is an age-old tradition, age-oldest milenario, another word I learned in Spanish when I was preparing these. And most of us have participated, anybody who has gotten engaged or gotten married. But actually, it's not age-old. It's fairly new. Around 500 years ago, this tradition started. It was a guy named Archduke Maximilian of Austria, and he was the first to offer a diamond ring to his intended bride, and it caught on like wildfire. This expression means it got really popular really quick. But that's not when people started falling in love with these sparkly gems. It goes as far back as ancient Rome and ancient Greece. The people from ancient Rome and ancient Greece, they thought that diamonds were tears of the gods. Lágrimas de los dioses. Sometimes they would call them splinters from a falling star. And a splinter is una astilla, something that comes off a piece of wood. And I think a falling star is evident. But they were baffled. To be baffled is, huh? I don't get it. They were baffled. They didn't understand where these incredible stones came from. So they said that they were God's tears. Some Romans even thought that Cupid, you know, Cupid, the matchmaker, Cupido, I think you say, he put diamonds on the tips of his arrows. So this could be another possible reason for this love and diamonds connection. A little etymology for all you language nerds like me. The word diamond comes from the Greek word adamas. Yeah, I know. It's all Greek to me. <laughs> me suena a chino? <laughs> all right, bad joke. But hey, it's a good expression to know. Well, the word is adamas, and it means indestructible or invincible. And we've all heard about the hardness of diamonds. They rank 10 on the Mohs scale of hardness, which is the highest score on this scale. Just to give you an idea, emeralds, the green ones, they're about 7.5. And we'll take a look at other gems as well in the bonus part. But the question I keep asking myself is, why are they so popular? Why are these gems so sought after? Okay, I get it. They're pretty. But then, when you look into the process, then you see that they're not so easy to find. As we said in the intro, they're hard to come by. 
Firstly, we have volcanoes to thank. And be careful with that one. I've heard students say volcano. In English, it's volcano. Yeah, we wouldn't have diamonds if it weren't for volcanoes. Volcanoes carry these diamonds to the crust where they're eventually mined. And the crust, if you remember from our pizza episode, is corteza. But it's also corteza de la tierra, the outermost layer. And they're just about as old as the earth itself. They take billions of years to form. So if you think about that, dinosaurs were roaming the earth when some of the diamonds that you see now were in the ground. And then it takes centuries for a diamond to travel from the deep part of the mantle, and the mantle in Spanish is el manto. So it takes hundreds of years to travel from the mantle, where they're formed, to the surface. And let's pronounce this word together. No surface, sino surface. The stones are almost entirely made of, let's see if you know, what are they made of? Carbon. We said it before. I was just seeing if you were paying attention. When this carbon is exposed to extreme heat and pressure, more than a hundred miles below the surface of the earth, a hundred miles for you Europeans is about 160 kilometers below the surface of the earth. They bond, and we've looked at this word too, to bond, vincularse, pegarse. They get together, they stick together in such a way that they form this crystalline structure. So I guess that adds to their value, the fact that they take billions of years to form and they're not easy to mine. And we're going to take a look at the mining later on. Right now, I want to take a look at the four C's and I had no idea what the four C's are. These are the global accepted standards for assessing the quality of a diamond. And the four C's are color, clarity, cut, and carat weight. What? Carat? Fanaoria? And I want to send a shout out to my student Edgar, because I remember the first time this word came up in class. He goes, ¿Qué me estás contando, zanahorias? I'm like, dude, it sounds the same. Y no se lo creía. <laughs> So shout out to Edgar, who is just an awesome student. I think of him when I think of carrot quilate and carrot zanahoria. They're pronounced the same, although they're spelt differently. And don't forget, after diamonds are mined, then they have to be cut and polished. And obviously cut is cortado. And polish, careful with this word, because polaco is Polish, con mayúscula. And polish is what they do to a diamond or what you can do to your shoes. Well, in this process, the cutting and polishing process, the diamond loses up to 50% of its weight. So by the time it makes it to your engagement ring, it's just this little thing. But it might have started out as this huge rock. And in the bonus part, we're going to take a look at the largest diamond ever mined. And so many more fun facts. But right now, I wanted to take a look at the business. You know, it's such an important part. Maybe diamonds wouldn't be as popular as they are today if it weren't for Hollywood and the, the music industry, show business in general, and having a great marketing team. 
But initially, diamonds were reserved only for kings and queens and royalty. Now, anybody can have access to diamonds. Well, anybody with some cash in their bank account. But there's no doubt that marketing had a huge part in their popularity. There's a company, an advertising firm, called N.W. Ayer & Son, and they were the ones that were working with the famous De Beers Company. No, it's not a beer company. This name, at least in the United States, and I think globally, is a synonym for diamonds, the De Beers Company. And in the mid-20th century, they succeeded in reviving the American diamond market. Because like with many products, it has its ups and downs. And if you know how to market it correctly, you can get another boom going. And they also went out to emerging markets where diamonds were never popular and they worked really hard to popularize this gem. They used things such as product placement, advertising, which was focused on the diamond itself. De Beers were so hell-bent on, and hell-bent on is they were very focused on it. It was their major goal. They were going to do it by hook or by crook, como sea. And they were hell-bent on popularizing diamonds so much that they didn't mind mentioning their competitors. But that didn't matter too much to De Beers because they dominated the diamond market at least throughout the 20th century. And even to this day, the production and distribution of diamonds is largely consolidated in the hands of a few key players. As we would say, you would say pez gordo, we would say whales, same idea. And one of the most traditional diamond trading centers, in fact, the most important one, is in Antwerp, where 80% of all rough diamonds... 50% of all cut diamonds and more than 50% of all rough, cut, and industrial diamonds combined are handled here. Translation, Antwerp is the world diamond capital. They even host the Antwerpsches Dynmarktring, I'm sure I mispronounced that, which was created in 1929 to become the first and biggest diamond market dedicated to rough diamonds. And rough diamonds are diamonds that have not been cut or polished. Another important diamond center is New York City. That's where almost 80% of the world's diamonds are sold. And a lot of times they're sold at auctions. We've seen that word before too. An auction is una subasta. And diamond in the rough, that reminds me of an expression. And in the bonus episode today, we're going to take a look at a lot of cool expressions. But a diamond in the rough is un diamante in bruto. You say the same thing. It's somebody who has great potential. She's a diamond in the rough. And just be careful with the pronunciation of that word. It's not rauch. It's rough, tough, cough laugh, but they don't sound like ugh. They sound like an F sound. Laugh, cough, rough, tough. Can you think of any other examples? 
So what's your take on diamonds? Do you like diamonds? Do you have diamonds? If you're in our review class, you can start preparing your answer because I want to know your take, your opinion, your two cents. Tu granito de arena. We're going to wrap up this first part of today's FYI, but I hope you'll join us in the bonus part where we'll take a look at fun facts. We'll look at diamonds in pop culture and music and movies. We'll look at idioms and we'll look at the dark side. That and so much more in the bonus episode of FYI. And we'll wrap up the first part of today's show with a quote by Shirley Bassey. And Shirley Bassey is the one who sings that song that was in the intro. Diamonds are forever. They are all I need to please me. They can stimulate and tease me. Have no fear in the night. And I can't remember the rest of the words. And I'll stop singing just so it doesn't rain. But in response to the question, are diamonds forever? Shirley Bassey said, diamonds never leave you. Men do. That's it for the first part. I hope you'll join us in the bonus episode of today's FYI. Diamonds are forever